The mirrored hall gasps in delight as ardent strides beneath the archway in their glowing robes. It scatters their splendor up its oscillating crystals before bringing itself back into tasteful alignment with the song. Ardent breezes past the piano without a word, stopping at the guitar. It's a metal-flaked red strat with scintillating white accents, but against Ardent's wardrobe, it's positively bland. When they wrap their fingers around the instrument's neck, their textileds steal colors from the guitar body, erupting in a bloody display of light. Far from being a distraction, Ardent's presence completes the need. Gus feels whole, like he can truly cut loose and play humanity off the stage. Ardent tosses the strap over their head and slips a silver guitar pick out of a hidden pocket at their wrist. They lean back, letting the instrument's body rest against their hips, as if testing it before squaring up to play. Their electric fingernails arc along the strings, infusing the instrument with a rising drone as they capably run a hand up the fretboard. They nod in time with Gus, keeping a beat with quick palm-muted strums as they wait for the right place to jump in. Gus digs this improvised jam like he's never felt a song before. If this were a performance, it'd be one of the proudest moments of his life. This should have been at Lincoln Center. It should have been in a big arena even. Stay in the moment, man. His fingers go faster and faster. People are screaming outside. Ardent raises their hand for the first rocking strum. Their pick shines like a guillotine blade. Here we go! Ardent shout as a bolt of lightning into Gus's soul. A jet-black robot fist punches through one side of the room, covered in gore and broken stone. It slams into Ardent, and they go flying toward an open window. The hands stop short of Gus, sweeping aside the baby grand as easily as dollhouse furniture. He staggers backward, trying to get away, but it digs out more of the house and catches him like fleeing vermin. Unyielding fingers close around Gus, and he beats on Grimalkin's wet armor plates to get loose. He thought he wouldn't panic at the end. He's known he was going to die for a long time, but it's still terrifying. It's crushing him. Breath won't come. The fist draws Gus out through the smoking remains of La Maison des Huit Etoiles, revealing only bloody devastation in its wake. The world careens, and Gus's head lulls atop his neck. When his view rights itself, he's face to face with Grimalkin. Its twin vertical slits fill the dripping night with venomous green light. Up close, the vanguard's hum is all-encompassing, and Gus's hair stands on end. So many lives have been taken by this thing. Why did it come all the way from the darkness of space to terrorize him specifically? Grimalkin's armored breastplate opens up, and electric blue muscles flicker along connective tissue. There's a gap in the middle of Grimalkin's chest, a yawning nest of pumping tubes and the heartbeat of lights. Probes and wires slither about the entrance, and Gus screams in horror as it plunges him forward. He's encased in goo, and the whole world goes dark and quiet. Every wriggling motion meets with blubbery resistance, and his muscles burn within seconds. It's trying to exhaust him, suffocate him. It's definitely going to work. The mucus wall suctions to Gus's body, slurping away the remaining air bubbles, plastering his hair with lubricant, smearing his face. Gus makes fists, trying to grab onto something, but the gelatinous material squishes out between his fingers. 
His lungs burn and stars dance in his eyes. He can't take it. Gus's body is about to breathe whether he wants to or not. This is where you die. A pair of protrusions slither up his nose, and Gus reaches up to pull them out. Those aren't tubes. They're the goo pressing into his sinuses. There's a popping noise inside his skull, and air flows into Gus's nostrils, cold and fresh. He shuts his mouth and breathes hungrily, coughing with each exhalation. The whistling hiss of air dies down as the pressure evens out, and he's oddly comfortable. Gus stops struggling. He doesn't see the point. Maybe this is the afterlife, and he's actually supposed to be super snuggly and fall asleep. Something tickles Gus's scalp. That something turns out to be a brain drill.